Good morning, loves, and welcome to the Self-Healing Podcast, a podcast helping you thrive through your healing journey. I am Lue, and I'm your guide through this journey. Follow me on Instagram on L-L-A-L-A-L-O-E to get daily affirmations, meditations, DIYs, body positivity, and so much more. Today, we are answering the question, are crystals really healing? I hear it's calling, again life falls through my face. The short answer is, yes. Scientifically, they can be, but not in the way you might expect. First of all, we need some history. Crystals are not some new age trend that just popped up. They have been used by almost all old civilizations in one way or another, often for healing purposes. And there are many reasons for this. Humans have always collected things they find beautiful. It's a very natural part of our human nature, exactly as humans have always been adrenaline junkies and gamblers. We like nice things, so we collect them. And what we have laying around, we use. Putting a cold stone on a fevery forehead can have the same cooling effect as putting a wet towel on a fevery forehead. A crystal on the forehead could also be an easier solution to cool someone off when they are having a fever than using water, as water in many regions was hard to get by and was more needed for hydration. In lack of cold water, a cold crystal could be preferred to use to ease burns as well. Crystals have been used to repair teeth because of many crystals and stones hard surfaces and structure and smooth crystals have been used to calm irritation in the skin because of their smooth and cooling effect. They were even used while giving birth, both to keep the mother from fainting or dying by keeping her grounded in her body, with for example a crystal on the forehead or neck, but also to ease the pain of the postpartum wounds with a cooling effect. The list is so long that I could spend all day telling you about how ancient cultures and even cultures around the world today have been using and are using stones and crystals for medical purposes. But I think you got the point. Using crystals for a lot of medical stuff makes sense because, again, we use what we have around and as we gather things that look beautiful to us, it is likely that crystals are part of those things. Crystals were also used in rituals, in religious settings, and even in prepping for battle. There is no question whatsoever regarding if crystals have been important for our ancestors around the globe. They totally have. And in many cultures and traditional settings, they still are. So, now that we know just a little bit about the history of crystals, let's get to the main question of this episode. Do crystals have healing powers and are they radiating energy? Well, everything in our universe has a vibration because molecules are constantly vibrating to some extent and because of that everything around us has some type of energy field. 
Well, technically not everything, because there is a lot of dark matter and similar matter in the universe that we know very little about. But a thumb rule is that everything you can touch has a vibration and an energy field. A human being has a vibration and an energy field. A piece of metal has a vibration and an energy field. And a crystal has a vibration and an energy field. The frequency of this vibration and energy field can be measured in a number of ways. That we know. But how does these vibrations affect us? Scientifically, we don't really know yet. Crystals are believed to have such a low amount of vibration that it doesn't affect us. Then again, using frequencies in sound form is proven to lower anxiety and lower the release of stress hormones in our bodies. Higher amounts of vibration have an impact on human beings, so the question is really how little of these frequencies that are needed to make an impact. And the only answer I can give you to that question is that only future science can tell. Boring, right? But for now, that's pretty much all science can say about this. For now, there is no scientific proof of crystals having anything else that could work in a healing way, power-wise, other than this low amount of vibration that may or may not have some type of effect on us. So the scientific answer is that crystals don't seem to have healing powers. Then again, committing to science means being open to being proven wrong. And there often lies bits of truth in ancient practices that we uncovered the science behind hundreds of years later. What is for sure, though, is that crystals can do a lot of good in a lot of ways for us human beings, in other ways than we might have expected. But the power seems to lie more in the way we connect with and relate to the crystals, rather than in the crystals themselves. Crystals are like seashells, rocks, sticks, flowers, or any other thing that we feel drawn to. We are biologically drawn to pretty and natural things, because seeing them or having them around stimulates our savanna brain by making us feel like our surroundings are abundant and are proving to be a good habitat for us, which makes us feel relaxed, secure, and happy ultimately altering our brain chemistry for the better, which makes us happier and physically healthier as well. So holding a crystal or surrounding yourself with crystals and similar will make you feel like you live in abundance, which is very good for the mental and physical health, as it increases your possibilities of letting go of survival mode as your surroundings prove to be bountiful. Then there is the inner child aspect. As kids, we have an easier time connecting with nature and all that's natural, which often is exactly what we need to do again to heal later in life. So holding a crystal, a seashell or a stick connects us to our inner child and that makes us feel like the world is exciting and full of wonder again, which of course also is great for the mental health. The most important part of this is the part where we pick out this thing that somehow speaks to our inner child. No matter if that thing we pick out is a rock, a crystal, a piece of moss, a leaf or a seashell. 
and having multiple seashells or multiple crystals and picking out one each day that we feel drawn to connects us not only to our roots and our inner child, but also to our intuition, which is crucial for our survival, at least according to our savannah brain. So getting in touch with this side of us that has to do with our inner child makes us feel safe. Which means that this crystal, or whatever we picked out that we are now holding, is making us feel safe. And so does getting in touch with our intuition. Because when we are not in touch with our intuition, that puts a strain on us. Because without it, we feel constantly unsafe. Our savannah body and our savannah mind feels unsafe. But with it, we can feel fully relaxed because being in touch with our intuition gives us a very basic sense of control and direction in life. So practicing our intuition is always a good idea, simply because being in touch with our intuition makes us feel better and makes life a little easier. Because when we are in touch with our intuition, we have an easier time picking up on things and solving the problems before they get troublesome which provides us with the basic form of peace and makes us feel in control in a good, healthy and positive way. So practicing our intuition by choosing things like which seashells to pick or which crystals to buy helps us get into a habit of using our intuition which makes us feel safe and relaxed and makes life a little easier. Having things around us that we find beautiful does not only speak to our savannah brain and body. It also speaks to the parts of us that can interpret today's society in a more nuanced way. Today, we associate materialistic things with money and abundance. So even if materialistic things don't really make us happier, a short-term solution when we feel sad, stressed or lacking is to buy something that we find beautiful because that will make us feel rich. So technically, buying anything can make you feel richer. And that can make you feel good. But if you are to buy anything that you don't really need, crystals are actually a pretty good idea as they stimulate your savannah brain back into this natural state of feeling like your surroundings are bountiful, which will make you more relaxed. So even if you are using a short-term solution in attempting to buy happiness, a crystal or a seashell can actually make you happier long-term by stimulating the savannah brain into relaxation. Touching things that are natural, like wood, stone, corals, crystals, grass, and so on, also triggers the release of positive hormones in our brains, making us feel relaxed and fulfilled. Which is great both for your physical and mental health, as feeling safe contributes to a lot of positive things in the body and mind, like helping our nervous system regulate itself, help us sleep better, help us relax and rest, and so on. Holding a crystal will also trigger this release of positive hormones, similar to when we smoke and have a short moment of ecstasy, but this one lasts longer, is healthier and makes us happier in the long run. Because we biologically like holding natural things. Holding a crystal, seashell, coral, stick or rock is also deeply grounding 
which is great because it keeps us present, which is literally the best thing we can do for our mental health. But here comes something interesting. Polished crystals have a big advantage when it comes to the grounding experience in comparison to, for example, seashells, sticks, corals, and even rocks. 1. They are smooth. 2. They are cold. 3. They are heavy. All of these qualities provide extra grounding as the smoothness, the cold surface, and the heaviness of the crystal soothes us and keeps us in the moment. Try it yourself. Go get an ice cube and place it in your hand or on your forehead. Pick up something heavy and hold it in your hand or go get something really smooth and touch it gently. While doing this, it is harder to disassociate, right? Why is that? Because you are constantly reminded of the item you are holding. When you are holding an item that has the qualities cold, heavy and smooth, signals are constantly sent to your brain to remind you of what you are holding. If it's heavy, you don't want to drop it and you have to use your strength to keep carrying it. If it's smooth, it's slippery and you have to hold on to it in a special way to not drop it. And if it's cold, you could technically hurt yourself if you forgot that you are holding it. So the brain has to constantly send the signal, which is keeping you in the here and now. The item is constantly bringing your conscience into the present moment. Now, take a crystal that has all of these qualities, and you have an all-in-one gateway to staying present. The chances of you drifting off while holding a crystal during a meditation is slim. So, holding a crystal is often exactly what helps someone start their meditation practice or deepen it. In fact, crystals are often a gateway to healing, not only because of their grounding qualities that keeps us in the moment, but also because it speaks to our inner child and makes us feel safe, as well as makes us feel like our environment is bountiful. For many, crystals are also a form of deep self-care. An investment similar to a yoga mat that has a permanent placement on the floor. If you see your crystals every day, you are way more likely to use them however you feel fit, which are often in healing-related settings, which then technically promotes healing. They actually work a lot like post-it notes on your fridge, reminding you of whatever you need to remember in your self-healing journey. Whether that is to practice self-love or meditate or ground yourself today. This is where crystals being believed to have special powers and help with special things comes into the picture. For example, a rose quartz is said to promote love and self-love. For a human being, just hearing that will promote love and self-love. Because if we associate love and self-love with this pink stone, we will think of love and self-love every time we say it. Which low-key will manifest it into our lives. Because our thoughts shape our view of our reality and how we show up in this world. Ultimately changing our lives. So, it doesn't really matter if the stone has healing frequencies that can make you love yourself more or not. 
walking past it, being reminded of self-love and smiling for a moment because you feel self-love when you see this stone. As you've been told that that is what the stone stands for or can give you. Will have the same effect on you as if the stone actually did have the power to make you love yourself more. It's a complex case of placebo. But never ever underestimate the power of the placebo effect. I'll get back to this in a moment. Then there is the aspect of how holding on to something makes it special for us. One of the most natural things we can do is to find something and carry it with us. In some way it spoke to us and buying it or finding it makes us happy. Let's say it's a rock. No matter if you lived in the 800s or in the 21st century, that stone, after laying in your pocket for a while, would become your lucky stone. An amulet for luck. Fun fact, a lot of animal species actually keep lucky stones. And even pick seashells and stuff like that. And that's really cute. So if you have a bad day, remember this. Some types of octopus even keep their own gardens. Anyways, whatever we pick up and keep in our pocket for a while will in time become an amulet for luck. A thing you carry with you because it makes you lucky. And the thing is that trippy enough, it literally scientifically does make you more lucky. If you believe that you are lucky with this thing, you will be luckier while carrying this thing. This is because we act a certain way when we feel good or lucky, which alters the outcome of our experiences. So technically, it doesn't matter what you pick as your lucky item. Whatever it is will technically increase your luck if you decide that you are lucky when you have it with you. And technically, that is just us using our own power in projecting the power of outcome on an object, which is reflecting our own power back to us. But the facts are clear. To some degree, it works. A study I read about some years ago found that women with breast cancer that carried a rose quartz in their bra were like 67% or something more likely to survive than the ones who didn't. This is most likely a display of how strong the placebo effect can be, as it literally saved lives. No matter if crystals have some special healing power that we have yet to discover or not, this makes perfect sense. These women had something to ground them, to lower their anxiety with, to look at and find beautiful and interesting and to feel safe and abundant while carrying, to feel lucky while carrying. Something that they put their trust into. So no matter if they believed in the power of the stone or not, it mattered enough to get them through the treatment. Putting our trust in something, no matter if it is in God, in destiny, in the medical care, a lucky amulet, or in a crystal, while getting our meds in this type of situation, it's often part of saving our lives. People who have something to live for, 
that they feel empowers them to endure have a way higher survival rate. It's not a coincidence that so many past civilizations have used crystals when in war or battle either. For example, the ancient Greeks rubbed their bodies with hematite for protection before going into battle. And the Chinese used crystals for psychic abilities to foresee what was to come. Many, many cultures have used stones and crystals as lucky charms when in war. And an interesting aspect of this is that people with crystals and similar lucky charm-like objects have been more successful in battle and have a higher survival rate than people that, for example, used any god or divine ruler as their source of security and strength. This is believed to be because we get strong by putting our faith in something and have an easier time enduring while believing that everything will turn out as it should be or that we will be saved by some greater power if we believe strong enough. But we get even stronger by placing our trust in things that we can see, feel, touch and carry with us. No matter if it's a lucky amulet, a piece of jewelry that reminds us of something we love, a picture of our spouse or kids, as is often heard about regarding the two world wars, or if it is a crystal. Altogether, the hype around crystals that has been going on since thousands of years back actually makes a lot of sense. So, to answer the main question of this episode, no. Crystals scientifically don't seem to have healing powers, for all that we know as of right now. But also, yes, they can scientifically and technically help you heal. But you are technically the one doing most of the work, not the crystal. So, if you are interested in going and buying some, go ahead. Use whatever you like for your healing, because whatever you put your faith and power into will reflect that back to you, which can be exactly what you need to move forward. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you have a great day today, loves. Bye!